It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Jesus, we lift up a praise to you. Everybody say one sound. There is a kingdom sound. There is a kingdom sound. Everybody say that. There is a kingdom sound. Say it again. There is a kingdom sound. And I want you to understand this, that there is always a sound that precedes a move of God. Everybody say that. There's always a sound that precedes the move of God. Whenever you will find deliverance, wherever you will find healing, wherever you find a move of God, it is always associated with a sound. I want us to take just maybe 30 seconds and we're going we're gonna to sing this song. We're going to raise it as an offering to the Lord. But I want us to take about maybe just 30 seconds, if you will. But I just want you to minister on that, on that guitar. I want you to raise your hands in his presence. Let's just worship God all over this room. On everybody, let's worship God all over this room.
Come on, worship Shama. Surrender all. Oh. 
worship the Lord. I want us to worship God for just a moment. We talked about one sound. Everybody say one sound. There is a kingdom sound. There is a kingdom sound. Everybody say that. There is a kingdom sound. Say it again. There is a kingdom sound. And I want you to understand this, that there is always a sound that precedes a move of God. Everybody say that. There's always a sound that precedes the move of God. Whenever you will find deliverance, wherever you will find healing, wherever you find a move of God, it is always associated with a sound. I want us to take just maybe 30 seconds and we're going to we're going to sing this song. We're going to raise it as an offering to the Lord, but I want us to take about maybe just 30 seconds if you will. Brother, I just want you to minister on that on that guitar. I want you to raise your hands in this presence and let's just worship God all over this room. Come on, everybody, let's worship God all over this room.
Yeah, bear with me for a minute. I'm trying to get my worship back together.
Right where you are. Somebody lift up the name of Jesus. Come on, call his name now. We're standing in his face. How would you act? Call his name Jesus. I'm ready. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, call his name Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Turn it up for me. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's it. Because you have relationship, call
Hallelujah. 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 Time for the word of God. And God has raised up a chain breaker in this house. And I don't know about you, but I had some chains wrapped up in my life. And this mighty chain breaker has broke some chains in my life. Receive now the chain breaker of this house. Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. This is a great spot to worship the Lord, right here. It's a great place, a great moment, right here, to give him praise and to give him glory.
that God can forgive you. A lot of times we go back and pick it up, but the Lord has thrown it in the sea of forgetfulness. But I dare you to trust him on tonight, and you can take it to the king. Y'all going to help me sing it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh,
Hallelujah. I don't care what you're going through. There's nothing too hard that God can't do for you. There's nothing that you've been in, nothing that you've done, that God can't forgive you. A lot of times we go back and pick it up, but the Lord has thrown it in the sea of forgetfulness. But I dare you to trust him on tonight, and you can take it to the king. Y'all going to help me sing it? Yeah, yeah. Oh.
morning, Arkansas. We just want to worship this morning. Are you worshiping with us this morning, Arkansas? I just got my computer back up. Yama, you still worshiping with us this morning? We just need to get for the king this morning.
and I'm sitting here and I'm watching Shama. Her phone is so busy with grown women coming out of Instagram with their butts out before a 13-year-old child. Did you see that, Shama? No. Oh, you didn't? Should I should, should I pull it up and show it to you on your well, phone? I don't know. The Holy Spirit don't let your daddy sit here and be dumb, Shama. They, 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 they I don't know because I haven't been on it. Shama, um, you don't have to be on Instagram for it to come across the screen. But my phone and went blank. I've been playing games. Well, well you get that Instagram off your telephone and take it off now. Take it off. You can't do Instagram. Let me show you what Instagram do for 13, 13 years. Then what does it do? What does it do? It gets you innovative with junk. Junk that I'm trying to keep you from. That's why I told you coming to worship with me this morning. But God is so faithful. If he don't let anything slip up on his daddy, yeah, I'm going to worship him. And you over there. You know, the enemy, the enemy of the cross, always working. My, uh, my, my internet keeps knocking off. off. Is this not your Instagram, Shama? Is this not your Instagram? Go and check and see. You got 50, you got 5,000 followers. That's not mine. Let's go back. Let's go back and see the page that come off of them. Let's go back. All these people are part of you. Do you not see? Do you know Shama, they follow you. That's how I tell you how the internet is jacked up. See, they follow you. Wow. All those people. Do you think you ought to be following these grown women with their not their butt out, Shama? I don't care. It's full of satanic stuff. Oh, man. You, know, you, you, you didn't follow them. I'm sure who you follow them. You got 1,394 followers. Are you following them? Look. You got, you got 10, 10 posts, 1,394 followers. you following 700. These are your followers here. When I click right here, you're following these people. No, those are the people following me. Okay, these are the people following Well, yes, you're right. Okay, these people over here are the people you follow. So let's not get it twisted, Sean. Now, how am I following them? Oh, I'm going to be dumb. No, because I have a private account. I don't know if you If these people can get in your account, Shama, then you don't need Instagram. You see that? Look how many people. Half of these people curse like sailors. Look right here what's going on. You all, my internet is froze up over there, so you all just have to just be a part of this here. Like I say, these are real live events. This is what you need to do for your 13 year old, your 5 year old with a telephone. You need to go in there and look and see who's following. They can call me. All these people, we're going to go over there. That's why I told you to come into worship. While you're not in worship, these people are worshiping you. Come on. Are you going to worship God or you going to worship the image of the beast? All this is nothing, Shaman. These people, that's a disgrace. They're the first one on your list. And when I and when I, when I I unblocked them, you turned around. When I took them off, I put them back on. Then you took them off. I put them back on. But I didn't take it off. You need to take that off your phone because there's somebody else to jack jack your your Instagram. Those are called hackers. Well, they hack you. And if I ever, if I ever, as long as I live, look, 
If I ever, as long as I live, know you following stuff like this, I'm, I'll keep you on your knees every morning. But I'm not so. Well, it says, look, am I spelling? What the spelling say? What does the spelling say? Does it look? Does it say these are followers? This said following, Shama. Because people, they can get on, they can hack into your account and well, do that. I don't really know that. That's why you don't need to be there. You don't need an account. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you this one. I'm not begging you. I'm telling you, take the junk off. I don't care how many friends you got on it. You tell them, I'm not dealing with it. You're going to either serve the Lord or you're going to serve the beast. Same thing for your brother. I told him to leave. I can't tell you to leave because I got to deal with you. But I'm not going to tolerate it, son. I pray too hard, and I wish it too hard, right? Have you said, I told you to come and worship this morning. These folks are worshiping you. Look at them. Full screen. All these folks are worshiping you, son. Which is your life is lying with the Lord. Good morning, Arkansas. I got How you this morning? And who do you have on the time with us this morning? If you're going to worship with us, I'm certain to that you're enjoying what you hear and enjoying the spirit of worship with us. Yes, sir, your phone is kind of like echoing. Yeah, yeah it's a, uh, um, let me see if I can fix it. I've had internet problems. Oh, oh, I know what it is. Let's see. Let me look at this phone. Oh, that's because my daughter's sitting there. Go back in there where you're at, and you stay on tune with me for something to take the telephone. I have been on tune. I just can't say nothing for some reason. And it's off of me. But I could hear you. I could hear her, though. Good morning, my brother. Yes, sir. She's coming through. I, I can hear her. Good morning, sir. Doing good. I sent the echo out the room. The echo was with Shama. Yeah. Is this my I can hear her talking. Yes, sir. Amen. Anyhow, Shama, my battery's going down on this telephone, but we're going to go back to uh, a performance at the White House. Amen. A little worship. And I'm going to finish uh, uh, making sure that Shama get all this junk deleted from all these people that need to be saved. They need to know the Lord. Half the folks that's uh, uh, on this Instagram and all that stuff, they uh, they know God. But how to do the things that God... Tonight, from the historic East Room of the White House, join the President and First Lady as we celebrate the gospel tradition in performance at the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States and Mrs. Michelle Obama. Thank you so much, everybody. Else. <laughs> Good morning, Mama. 
Shama, come here. Oh, was that you, honey?
This has become one of our most cherished traditions, and I want to thank PBS for helping us to put on these wonderful events. Tonight's a little bittersweet because this marks our final in-performance at the White House. I will not be singing, but for our last one, it is fitting that we pay tribute to one of our favorites, one of the most brilliant influential musicians of all time, the late, great, I want to thank the Smithsonian for their support, and I want to thank the members of Rachel and the jazz, gospel, and blues into a new soul. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, but it's not working. It's just a question of whether you're talking about a woman or a guy. Ray did it all. But whatever genre of music he was playing, there was no mistaking his singular style.
One of the things that um, I recognize in the course of my journey in the Lord is that there are seasons. We have seasons. Life is filled with seasons. Just like we go through seasons in our the atmosphere, in the, in the, in the um, hemisphere <laughs> that we live in, you know, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Likewise, spiritually, there are seasons. And uh, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus was tempted by the devil, and the Bible says he resisted him and responded in the word. And then the Bible says the devil departed from him for a season. And the thing that Christians have to understand is that life is filled with seasons. And so there are seasons of demonic attack, there are seasons of prosperity, there are seasons of, 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 of doing well, and there are seasons of lack. And most people never understand the process of seasons. We go out and make obligations and commitments when things are going well. You've got a job, got a lot of money in the bank, and everything's going well. You make obligations and commitments, get in debt based on the season when things are going well with no thought for the fact that there's going to come the time when you're not going to be making as much money as you're making right now. I'm teaching and preaching already right now. Here you go. Life is filled with seasons. Smart people recognize that whatever I'm going through, whatever's happening in my life, whatever's going on, it is only for a season. I cannot declare that to y'all enough. You're going to keep hearing me saying that to you over and over and over again. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going to be like a broken record trying to tell you that life is filled with seasons. So you're going to have times and periods when, when everything seems to be going well and God is blessing you and everything you pray, God seems to respond, but then you have what seems like dry season, when you feel like God has forsaken you and forgotten about you. But what God is looking for is to develop a culture and an attitude in people that you will remain consistently the same regardless of the external circumstances. Let me thank those 17 people for that rousing affirmation and amen. But I know you didn't clap because you're writing, and that's fine. But you can grunt, you can... Uh, you can moan, you can holler, amen, you can say anything just to affirm it. So uh, I feel that we are in a season now of spiritual warfare. I feel right now it's a season of spiritual warfare. And how do I know that? I know it because I sense and see lots of things that occur and happen in the course of, of, of observing and learning about God. There's a lot of things that I've learned. One of the things I've learned is this. 
when I see an increase in particular areas of challenges, I know that that's a demonic attack. When I see you are, when I recognize and see that I'm on, I'm close to the brink of something significant happening in my life, then I know the enemy comes in strong to try to keep me from getting to that place that God has destined for me to get to. He wants to do everything he can because he knows if you ever get to that place that it's going to reap havoc on his kingdom. And so when you're just about within the reach, when you can sense the smell of an anointing and victory in the air, when you sense victory about the cub, then we know something significant the devil's going to bring. So I've, I've learned to just expect it. It doesn't surprise me. I'm not shocked by it anymore. I've learned it as a cycle of life. It has a cycle of life that is going to come seasons when the devil is going to pull out all his guns. As a matter of fact, Ephesians 6, how many of y'all were here Sunday? How many of you jokers were here Sunday? All right, great. All you backsliders that weren't here Sunday, just get the tape from Sunday. Because this is starting this next four weeks. And there's five Tuesdays between now and the end of July. And uh, next this week, next week, uh, one, one Tuesday we missed, that's our baptism Tuesday, but beyond that, Every one of these next Tuesdays, I'm going to be teaching about spiritual warfare. I want to challenge you to be present. And I want to tell you that the principles we're going to talk about are going to be clearly applicable and practical to your life. Um, I've talked this on a lot of occasions, but I've asked God to give me some fresh insight on how we apply it to our lives. And I believe those who have sat through this already, you're going to see some fresh applications. And those who haven't seen been through this before, you're going to see God uh, give you some clear direction on uh, what you need to be doing and, and, and how he wants you to respond. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 very quickly. Um, Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, a church that turns out to be a dynamic church, a very powerful church, a very impacting church. They accomplish a lot of great things, incredible things in their life. And a part of why they were able to do that, I believe, is because they took the instructions of Paul and applied it to their lives. And the difference between the people who are going to be victorious in their battle and their fight are the people who are going to take these teachings and practically apply them to their lives. Some folk are just going to dismiss it and not put any value in it. Some of you just come to be entertained. Some of you come just to hear. This is not significant. It's not important to you. You didn't bring your Bible. You're not taking no notes. You're going to still have drama. But the handful of you all who are saying, you know what, I'm tired of the devil taking my stuff. I'm tired of the devil winning. I'm tired of being defeated. How many of y'all know even some of the smartest, some of the strongest of us are capable of being tricked by the devil? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. So Ephesians 4, as you see, Ephesians 6, Paul talks to the church in verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I talked about that Sunday. Be strong in, in the Lord and in the power of his might. We talked about what that means. Put on the whole arm of God, verse 11, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Let me just spend a moment talking about that, even though I talked about it Sunday. Put on the whole arm of God. What we're going to teach you over these next several weeks requires you every day to make a conscious decision to put it on. It is a discipline. It is, the, it is the fact of being disciplined in your life and taking this thing and putting it on. Nobody can pray it on you. You can't um, have somebody lay their hands on you and it just gets on you. you got to get up every day and make a conscious
conscious decision that here's how I'm going to live my life and here's what I'm going to do to apply this to my life. It is a practical application that you have to do. It's a discipline. Somebody say, it's a discipline. Tell your neighbor, you've got to be disciplined. Tell them. Tell that joker, you've got to be disciplined. You have to be disciplined. It is a disciplined thing. So then it says, so put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the tricks of the devil. The devil is a trickster. He is full of schemes and tricks. And the problem is he's been tricking people for thousands of years, and we have, some of us haven't learned our lesson yet. It would seem to me that you ought to be smart enough to recognize how your mama failed, how your grandmama failed, how your great-grandmama failed, how your cousin Buki failed, how your brothers failed, your son, how you see other people fall and fail and get defeated and get tricked. And you ought to be smart enough to say, I'm not going to do what they did. But unfortunately, we somehow think that we can break the rules and it don't apply to us. I can do the same thing they did and the same consequences won't happen to me. And that's the problem. And that's how we get tricked. The devil says, ah, uh, it's okay. The Lord, the good Lord understands. That's what they say. The good Lord, the man of he knows. If I jump off the top of this building, I can be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, speaking in tongues on my way down, with my hands raised and worshiping God. <laughs> but when I hit the ground, there's going to be some consequences. Yes, it is. Amen. We haven't wised up to the tricks of the enemy. We keep falling and he keeps tricking us because that's what he's a master at. He tricked Eve. He tricked so many people down through Scripture. He tricked them. And the Bible says we ought not be ignorant of his devices. We ought to know his tricks by now. So part of what this series is going to do is teach you what those tricks are so that you won't be fooled by them. So he says, he says we want to put on the whole arm of God so we can stand against the wiles or the tricks of the devil. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Stick a pen right there. Key words here, the first word is the word wrestle. It's a wrestling match. My son said to me the other day, my youngest son, John Jr., 11 years old, he said, Dad, can I get a pay-per-view wrestling thing? I said, you want to do what, son? I want to watch a pay-per-view wrestling event. I said, John, don't you know that wrestling is fake? Don't you know you're just pretending that ain't real? It ain't real. So we're not going to do the wrestling thing. I don't think it's healthy for you. We're not going to do it. I'm not going to spend no money on no wrestling. Then he said, but, Dad, y'all be spending money on the boxing matches that uh, come on each year. So I said, but, son, the difference is I have a job. <laughs> I have a J-O-B. <laughs> to which he said, I've got the money. I can pay for it myself. 
I said, how much money do you have, John Junior? Oh, I got about three hundred dollars. <laughs> Come here, son. We need to be talking about rent. Come on over here. Let's know you talk about rent. But he likes watching wrestling. He enjoys watching people climbing up on the ropes, leaping off, falling down, taking cheers, banging up each other beside the head, kicking and falling, you know, twisting and jerning and slamming. He's something about that he likes. I don't know what it is. It's just crazy to me. And what's amazing is that thousands of adults pay to go and watch these, this foolishness. I saw some of y'all raising y'all hand a few minutes ago that y'all like that wrestling thing. But that's exactly what happens. The devil is, we're in a wrestling match. I know that wrestling thing is pretend and fake, and, you know, they've got it all planned out who's going to win, and they practice all that. But the reality is we're in a wrestling match. It is a, it is a real, for real spiritual battle we are engaged in. But the text says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Here's the mistake that most people make. We think our battle is with human beings. Your battle is not with your spouse, it's not with your husband, it's not with your wife, it's not with your boss, it's not with the fellow members of your ministry, it's not with this person, that person. Your battle is not with flesh and blood. I don't know how to help people understand that. Stop hollering and fussing and fighting with human beings. Get smart enough to recognize that the real issue going on here is not the flesh and blood person that you are arguing with. It's a spirit behind that person who's influencing the, uh, the order of the events. And until you and I learn that that's the essence of where our battle is, we will keep on wrestling with the wrong folk. When I passed it in King George County, Virginia, I, I will never forget that if I said go right, Edna Johnson said go left. If I said the red, the sky was blue, Edna Johnson said it was green. If I said do this, she said do that. And I spent hours on the phone trying to get her to see and plead with her and going over scripture and talking about this. And, and I just spent hours trying to reconcile and redeem her mind and help her to think differently. But I finally came to the realization that my battle was not, it was not her trying to frustrate me. It was the devil in hell that would drop thoughts in her mind and ideas in her mind. And she embraced it and she used it to frustrate me. So I learned when I passed that church that my wrestling was not with human beings. I remember we tried to get Deacon Shanklin, the sexton, a raise. I wanted to get Deacon Shanklin a raise. Deacon Shanklin had been the janitor for that church for like 25 years. And Deacon Shanklin made 20, Deacon Shanklin cut the grass, opened the building, closed the building, cleaned the building, washed, cleaned the bathrooms. When the basement flooded, he pumped out the basement. He trimmed the trees. The man was dedicated. And they gave him $25 every three months. Mm, wow. So I said, we need to give Deacon Shanklin a raise. <laughs> so I said, I'm proposing, this is 20 years ago, in the country. Let's give Deacon Shanklin seventy five dollars. Seventy five dollars every three months. The least we can get this man is twenty five dollars a month. Now, you know, that's that was dirt cheap right there. The least we can do. Oh my God, you would have thought 
One deacon say, uh, Pastor, I helped Deacon Shanklin about the water in the basement. I said, Deacon so and so, when did you do that? Uh, it was 19. I'll tell you, that's one of the church meetings I almost went to custom in that church meeting right there. <laughs> I've come to realize the it's waters. not the people. It's the spirit behind the people that want to keep confusion and challenges and problems going on. Somewhere in the course of your life, you got to stop, stop fussing and hollering with your kids. Stop fussing and hollering at your spouse. He ain't listening to you anyway. Deacon Sims, Deacon Sims, uh, one of our deacons and his wife, were, I had taught about communication in marriage, and they were driving home, and she was talking, and she finally said, "You ain't listening to me. You don't never listen to me." He said, "I hear everything. That you, I heard everything you said." <laughs> she said, "What did I say?" He said, "You said, wah wah." <laughs> <laughs> Give the Lord some praise. They're still married. Go ahead and give God some glory. He ain't listening. You're trying to talk sense into his head about his behavior. You're trying to talk sense into his head. Sooner or later, y'all, we have to recognize that our battle is not with flesh and blood. And human logic, you hear me out on this, Human logic is not going to change a person's behavior. It's not going to change. So we got to learn how to how to fight and how to do battle spiritually. Y'all listen to what I'm saying? So verse, I love this verse 12. is is filled with insight. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but who are we wrestling against? Our battle is fourfold. Look at verse number 12. We are battling against four entities. There they are laid out right there in the scriptures, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm going to talk about each one of those for just a moment. We got to learn how to do battle and who they are. Some years ago, Muhammad Ali was fighting against George Foreman. Mm -hmm. At the time, George Foreman had knocked out everybody that he had fought. So Muhammad Ali came up with a strategy to defeat this man who had been undefeated and had knocked out everybody. Oh, big old brusque, wrong, strong George Foreman just come in, just swing and knock people out. Three rounds, the fight is over. Five rounds, the fight is over. So Muhammad Ali came out with a plan, a strategy. And for the whole fight, he laid up against the ropes like this, the whole round, and just George Foreman just just wailing at him, wailing at him, just wailing at him, round after round, round after round, just wailing. He just laid up. And people said, what is wrong with Muhammad Ali? It ended the fight. Muhammad Ali stepped out. 
and knocked George Foreman big or had never happened to him in his life, knocked George Foreman out. <laughs> when the battle was over, the fight was over, they said, what? What was you doing? He said, my strategy was I had studied George Foreman. He said, I had studied and I had discovered that he had never made it past the sixth round. And I figured out if I could just, if I could just take, train myself to take a few punches and take some hits, and if I could just go past the sixth round, nobody else had knocked him out, so I just conserved my energy and took a few punches. And after the seventh and eighth round, I that had is. my energy, and he was tired, and I looked up. And you and I got to have a strategy. If we're going to beat the devil, we got to have a strategy. We have to have a plan. Somebody say, I got to have a plan. So we got to study who who we're fighting. Who are we fighting? It is not flesh and blood. We are fighting the devil. And he tells us right here what those energies are. Right here, number one. Here they are. We're fighting his number one principality. Now, what is the principality? I'm glad you asked the question. It's a prince over a palace. <laughs> Though you laugh, that's exactly what it is. Hear me clear on this. Principalities are demons who are ranked. They are ranked demons. Now, what you got to understand is just like God created in his kingdom authority structures in the same way the devil replicated in his kingdom what he learned when he was an angel in heaven. He got kicked out of heaven, and so he took what he learned from God and created his own ranking, and so hell and the demons of hell have rank and order. You spend problems trying to defeat and conquer low-level demons. That's why you tired, worn out, frustrated, angry, because there's a million little low-ranking demons. you got to learn that if you want to get the victory, I can't hang out and get victory by trying to fight the low-level soldiers. i got to get to the generals. i got to get to the lead demons. i got to deal with the lead things. So we got to learn what those lead things are. What those lead demons? Let me let me let me tell you. I want you to watch this. There's so three root causes, root what demons that are like the the head demons. One is called moral impurity. Moral impurity. Morals are impure. Immorality. What falls underneath it is all its sexual behavior, lust, pornography, adultery, masturbation, lesbianism, homosexuality, fornication, moral impurity. Listen to the preacher. Until you deal with the moral impurity, until you get to the head. You can't, you're going to keep on falling to the little. Bitterness is the other one. Number two, bitterness. Put it on stick and go clean your room up. Go. And I mean, put it Somebody on stick and you. go clean your room up. Hebrews 12 go. says this. Be careful about letting a root of bitterness no. 
come into you because it will bring trouble to you. I want you all to understand is when somebody hurts you, when you get bitter, you can't stand that person. I don't want to be around them. Don't call me. You don't like them no more. The, the number pop up on the phone. You don't want to take it. You have not forgiven them for what they did. You have opened up an avenue for the enemy to torment you. Moral impurity, bitterness, and the third one is temporal values. It's when you have made things more important to you. When your values are askewed by possessions, property, money. Y'all have met some people who have temporal values. Their values are driven by things that don't last. They don't have eternal values. They don't have values for things that are eternal. What they focus on is temporal values. So we spend a lot of time in our church trying to help people deal with these three things, these three areas of life. Those are the lead demons. Everything else falls up underneath it here. So principalities are demons that are ranked. There's a, there's a pecking order to them. And so we deal, number one, with principalities. Somebody say principalities. And they are ranked and grouped according to what their purposes are. That's how they're ranked. So we, we have to understand. So when, I, when, I'm, when I'm dealing with some, somebody, I know that there are certain, certain spirits that hang together. Okay, certain things. I, I never met anybody who had an addiction to pornography who did not have external behavior acting it out in some way. There's certain things that just kind of group together because those are demons that that's how they function and that's how they flow. Number two, well, let, well, let me talk about principalities. One more thing we say, God gives us authority over demons and over principalities. The Leviticus 26 says that one of us can put a thousand demons to flight if we learn to hook up with each other. Two of us can put ten thousand to flight if we learn how to be uh, 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 operate the way God wants us to operate. We can gain the victory in this thing. Let me give an example. God calls us to have accountability. If you want to get victory over the devil, you got to learn to be accountable. What does the devil do? He don't want you talking to nobody. He wants to keep it secret. So as long as you don't talk to nobody about it, he got his he got his hooks in you. He got you handcuffed. But we try to teach people to have accountability partners and have people that you are honest with and confess, I'm struggling in this area. I'm being tempted in this area. There's an accountability piece. And if you get it out in the air, if you get it out in the open with your accountability partner, it breaks the stronghold of the enemy from being able to torment you in a particular way. Amen. Hallelujah. Two of us can put 10,000 of those demons to flight if we get understood who we are in the Lord. Number two. We're dealing not only with principalities, but we deal with powers. Powers. Let's be clear. This word powers means ability, capacity, control, authority, delegated, delegated influence. The devil does have power. The devil has power. He doesn't have all power, then he has power. I have long since in my life, in my ministry, not been impressed by supernatural things. I've long since learned not to be impressed by supernatural things because the devil can do supernatural things. 
I went to a church one time and he got preach. Man, that guy was preaching up a storm. He was awesome. He held church service for five, six hours. Nobody left. Sang, prophesied to people. He could tell them all kinds of supernatural things, what color their drawers was, what... Um, Can I be honest with y'all? I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was remarkable. I had never seen anything like it in my life. But when he walked out the door and went to his hotel, he had a line of women waiting for him. <laughs> I'm not impressed by your gift. I don't care how well you sing, how well you preach. I want to know how you live when the church service is over. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Don't get me wrong. Ain't none of us perfect. I don't say that as though I've dotted every iron cross every T. Nor has anybody in here dotted every iron cross every T. Look at your neighbor and say, that means you. impressed by the supernatural. A lot of people get impressed by the supernatural. You cannot be impressed by the supernatural. Y'all get impressed when y'all go sit down at the Ouija board and they can they do the Ouija dang and they tell you something from the man, how did they know that? Or they say they're gonna go talk to somebody who died in your family. Ah, I see a bee. Oh, it must be Butch. Is it Butch talking to me? Is that Butch? Calling psychic networks. The devil got power, y'all. The devil can do. Don't be impressed. Don't give credence just because something is supernatural. The devil can do supernatural things. He has power. We're wrestling against power. He has capacity and control. As a matter of fact, the scripture shows us, we see this, that in the Bible we can see that oftentimes principalities and powers are often linked together in scripture. There's a number of verses we're going to take a look at here for just a moment. I want you to keep your finger in Ephesians 6. I'm going to go ahead and read them because y'all, you know, y'all can take y'all a while to write that. And I, I'm on a time thing here, so y'all just write and I'll read. But they're linked together. Romans chapter 8, verse 38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, Things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. They are often linked together, these demons with power. Ephesians chapter 1. But the thing I like about this verse, it says it doesn't matter if they do come together. It doesn't matter what happens. Height, depth, power, principalities, uh, doesn't matter, sickness, whatever comes the thing that we celebrate is none of these things can separate us from the love that God has for us. Now, that's, that's important to know because the devil will make you think, listen to this, that God don't like you no more. The devil will make you think God don't love you. 
And it's important for you to understand and it's important for you to know that, yes, Jesus loves me. In spite of what you've done, no matter how low you have fallen, no matter how often you have done it, no matter how ugly your life might be, you need to know that Jesus loves you just as raggedy and jacked up as you are. That's important for you to know. It's important for you to understand that Jesus loves you just as you are. That's what started getting me the victory in my life when I when I woke up one day and understood that God loved me. That God cared about me, that he cared about my life, that he cared about my future, he cared about my destiny, he cared about my family. He had not abandoned me, he had not kicked me to the curb, he has not forsaken me. Have I done enough to be forsaken? Yes. Have I done enough for him to kick me to the curb? Yes. Have I done part and sad enough for him to walk away and never look at me again? Yes. But the thing is, he loves us and he said, Lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. He loves you. Get it in your head Get it in your head Get it in your head He loves you I don't care what you've done He cares about you He spared your life To bring you to this point Because in fact God does have a destiny for you The devil has power, he has ranked demons, and they bring those two forces together. But the thing that we can stand clear on, that nothing can separate us from the love that God has for us. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 15 through 23. I know it's pretty long, but y'all ain't got nowhere to go, right? Come on. <laughs> 15 through 23. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, did not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his his inheritance in the saints. But that's so packed right there. But I I can't stop there. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. He, he said, here's he said, God said, I've worked my power towards you. I completed everything that needed to be done so that you could achieve everything in life you needed to be done when I took Jesus, who died for you, and seated him at the right hand of the throne of God. I love that. When he worked in verse 20 in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, verse 21, far above all principality and power. I like that, y'all. He said, listen, I know there's principalities and I know there's power, but the one who lives inside of you, Jesus, Jesus the Christ, God said, I seated him above all principality and power. They got ranking, they got power, 
kings and the Lord of lords. I wish I had a praying crowd with me. He's far above. Somebody say far above. He's above every demon, above every principality, above all their powers. Greater is he that is in thee than he that is in the world. And there they are hooked together, principality and power, and might and dominion, and every name that is named. And only in this age, but all, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. He said this is not only going to be true that he's sitting far above principalities and power. Back in the day when Paul wrote this, he said it's going to be true for decades and ages to come, which means even right now he is still above all principalities and all powers. Hallelujah. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I love that. That's awesome. That's powerful. And if we would just stop being scared, stop walking in fear, being afraid to step out and obey God, don't you know that the principalities and the powers can't mess with you? You've got the one that's sitting above them living in What happened? Sometimes I have people come to me and say, somebody can put a hex on me and somebody doing this. Shut up. Shut up. What are you talking about? What are you talking about voodoo? What are you talking about a spell? What are you talking about a hex? Are you a Christian? Have you given your life to Jesus? Why would I serve a God who couldn't protect me from some spells and some demons coming against me? I ain't serving that kind of a God. I ain't afraid of what nobody going to say to me. Put no spell on me. Come on, dog. Go to Ephesians 3. Y'all got me mad now. Verses 8 through 12. Chapter 3. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages had has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ, through Jesus Christ. To the intent that now, listen to this, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. The manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. Stick a pen right there. I love that, y'all. Here's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying to the church, I want y'all to understand what your role is. Your role is to make known to men the manifold, the magnified, the significant mystery with wisdom of God that up until this point had been carefully hidden. Verse number 9. Verse number 10. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to who? Principalities and powers in the heavenly, heavenly places. Instead of being scared of the principalities and powers, we are called to speak to them and preach to them and declare to them the manifold wisdom of God. 
Y'all didn't get it. It went over y'all head, didn't it? I want to somehow help you understand that whatever it is that's tormenting you in your life, whatever power, whatever principalities, whatever demons are stepping up into your camp and creating drama, your role, instead of going up and whimpering and crying and being afraid and calling the psychic network, what you need to do is make a declaration in the heavenlies who you are and whose you are. I never will forget. I never will forget when my daughter was suffering from that asthma attack that y'all heard me talk about on a, a few occasions, and I thought she had died. But my wife called until she made a declaration into the heavenlies that that child cannot die. Amen. This is not her time. Somebody say amen. This is not her time to die. She made that declaration. She spoke it. The demons tried to take my daughter. The devil in hell tried to take her. She spoke it. And I'm trying to get you all to be power to understand who you are. And look, I want you all to get verse 10, that we, we are authorized. We are to make known by the church. You're the church. You are the church. If you are blood washed, saved, sanctified, if you've accepted Jesus, you are the church. That's you and me. Look at your neighbor. Say, you the church. The church ain't no building. It's not brick and mortar. It's not carpet and wood. It's you. And it's to be made known to the principalities and power. It's to be made known to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. We're to make known to them who we are. Verse number 11 says, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence. We're not only to make it known, but we're to make it known with boldness and with confidence. We're to stand up with an attitude. Now, now is the time to get an attitude. This is the time to make your head roll around on that third, that extra bone in your neck. This is the time to snap your fingers and three three snaps in a circle. Is when you're talking to the, to the principalities and reminding the powers and telling them who you are and what's going to happen. That's when you get an attitude. We have access to God with boldness and confidence. We can go boldly to the throne of God. We can go confidently to him. But what does the devil do? He keeps bringing up your past. He keeps bringing up your failures. He keeps bringing up your shortcomings. I'm not going to God on the basis of my righteousness, not my righteousness. I'm going on the basis of his righteousness and who he is. If I have to go on the basis of who I am, I'm not going to get anything done. But I'm coming on who he is. Do you get that in your heart? Somebody better give God some praise and say, thank God it ain't based on me. Say, it ain't based on me. It's not my righteousness. It's not my righteousness. It's his righteousness.
Did y'all get this point? When we're dealing with principalities and powers, we are given the instructions that our assignment is to make known to them. Speak it in the heavenly realm. Speak it out loud. And make the declaration for them to hear with confidence and with boldness the manifold wisdom of God. Amen. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Verse 9. Colossians 2, verse 9 through 15. For in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. Bam, stick a pen right there. In him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. He's over all of them. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirement that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Verse 15, having disarmed principalities and powers. <laughs> He made a public spectacle of them, triumphant over them in it. He made a fool of the devil. And you run around here scared. And he made a fool of them. First Peter 3. I'm acting like I got all night long here. Y'all telling me to take my time because y'all know I can't take my time. in the course of my journey in the Lord is that there are seasons. We have seasons. Life is filled with seasons. It's just like we go through seasons in our the atmosphere, in the, in the, in the uh, hemisphere <laughs> that we live in, you know, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Likewise, spiritually, there are seasons. And uh, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus you have no regards, was yeah. tempted by the devil. I'm going to help you today, though. You, you will. The Bible says he resisted him and responded in the word. And then the Bible says the devil departed from him for a season. And the thing that Christians have to understand is that life is filled with seasons. And so there are seasons of demonic attack. There are seasons of prosperity. 
There are seasons of, 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 of doing well and there are seasons of lack. And most people never understand the process of seasons. We go out and make obligations and commitments when things are going well. you got a job, you got a lot of money in the bank, and everything is going well. You make obligations and commitments, get in debt based on the season when things are going well with no thought for the fact that there's going to come the time when you're not going to be making as much money as you're making right now. I'm teaching and preaching already right now. Here you go. Life is filled with seasons. Smart people recognize that whatever I'm going through, whatever's happening in my life, whatever's going on, it is only for a season. I cannot declare that to you all enough. You're going to keep hearing me saying that to you over and over and over again. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm going to be like a broken record trying to tell you that life is filled with seasons. So you're going to have times and periods when, when everything seems to be going well and God is blessing you and everything you pray, God seems to respond. But then you have what seems like dry season when you feel like God has forsaken you and forgotten about you. But what God is looking for is to develop a culture and an attitude in people that you will remain consistently the same regardless of the external circumstances. Let me thank those 17 people for that rousing affirmation and amen. But I know you didn't clap because you're writing, and that's fine. I just, but you can grunt, you can, uh, you can moan, you can holler, amen, you can say anything just to affirm it. So uh, I feel that we are in a season now of spiritual warfare. I feel right now... It's a season of spiritual warfare. How do I know that? I know it because I sense and see lots of things that occur and happen in the course of, of, of observing and learning about God. There's a lot of things that I've learned. One of the things I've learned is this. When I see an increase in particular areas of challenges, I know that that's a demonic attack. When I see you are, when I recognize and see that I'm, on, I'm close to the brink of something significant happening in my life, then I know the enemy comes in strong to try to keep me from getting to that place that God has destined for me to get to. He wants to do everything he can because he knows if you ever get to that place that it's going to reap havoc on his kingdom. And so when you're just about within the reach, when you can sense the smell of an anointing and victory in the air, when you sense victory about the cub, then we know something significant the devil's going to bring. So I, I've learned to just expect it. It doesn't surprise me. I'm not shocked by it anymore. I've learned it as a cycle of life. It has a cycle of life. There's going to come seasons when the devil's going to pull out all his guns. As a matter of fact, Ephesians 6, how many of y'all were here Sunday? How many of you jokers were here Sunday? All right, great. All you bachelors that weren't here Sunday, just get the tape from Sunday. Because this is starting this next four weeks. There's five... Tuesdays between now and the end of July, and uh, next this week, next week, uh, one one Tuesday we miss the, this, that's our baptism Tuesday. But beyond that, every one of these next Tuesdays, I'm going to be teaching about spiritual warfare. I want to challenge you to be present, and I want to tell you that the principles we're going to talk about are going to be clearly applicable and practical to your life. Um, on this on a lot of occasions, but I've asked God to give me some fresh insight on how we apply it to our lives. And I believe those who have sat through this already, you're going to see some fresh applications. And those who haven't seen, been through this before, you're going to see God 
give you some clear direction on um, what you need to be doing and, and, and how he wants you to respond. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 very quickly. Um, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, a church that turns out to be a dynamic church, a very powerful church, a very impacting church. They accomplish a lot of great things, incredible things in their life. And a part of why they were able to do that, I believe, is because they took the instructions of Paul and applied it to their lives. And the difference between the people who are going to be victorious in their battle and their fight are the people who are going to take these teachings and practically apply them to their lives. Some folks are just going to dismiss it. They're not going to put any value in it. Some of you just come to be entertained. Some of you come just to hear. This is not significant. It's not important to you. You didn't bring your Bible. You're not taking no notes. You're going to, you're going to still have drama. But the handful of you all who are saying, you know what, I'm tired of the devil taking my stuff. I'm tired of the devil winning. I'm tired of being defeated. How many of y'all know even some of the smartest, some of the strongest of us are capable of being tricked by the devil? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. So Ephesians 4, Ephesians 6, Paul talks to the church. And verse 10, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I talked about that Sunday. Be strong in, in the Lord and in the power of his might. We talked about what that means. Put on the whole arm of God, verse 11, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Let me just spend a moment talking about that, even though I talked about it Sunday. Put on the whole arm of God. What we're going to teach you over these next several weeks requires you every day to make a conscious decision to put it on. It is a discipline. It is a, it is a fact of...
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 